First Kings chapter 1 verses 11 to 35 the New King James Version So Nathan spoke to Bathsheba the mother of Solomon saying Have you not heard that Adonijah the son of Haggith has become king and David our Lord does not know it Come please let me now give you advice that you may save your own life and the life of your son Solomon Go immediately to King David and say to him, Did you not, my lord, O king, swear to your maidservant, saying, Assuredly, your son Solomon shall reign after me, and he shall sit on my throne? Why then has Adonijah become king? Then, while you are still talking there with the king, I also will come in after you and confirm your words. So Bathsheba went into the chamber to the king, now the king was very old, and Abishag the Shunammite was serving the king. And Bathsheba bowed and did homage to the king. Then the king said, What is your wish? Then she said to him, My lord, you swore by the Lord your God, your maidservant, saying, Assuredly, Solomon your son shall reign after me, and he shall sit on my throne. So now look. Adonijah has become king, and now, my lord, the king, you do not know about it. He has sacrificed oxen and fattened cattle and sheep in abundance, and has invited all the sons of the king, Abiathar the priest, and Joab the commander of the army, but Solomon your servant he has not invited. And as for you, my lord, O king, the eyes of all Israel are on you, that you should tell them who will sit on the throne of my lord the king after him. Otherwise, it will happen when my lord the king rests with his fathers that I and my son Solomon will be counted as offenders. And just then, while she was still talking with the king, Nathan the prophet also came in. So they told the king, saying, Here is Nathan the prophet. And when he came in before the king, he bowed down before the king with his face to the ground. And Nathan said, My lord, O king, have you said... Adonijah shall reign after me, and he shall sit on my throne. For he has gone down today and has sacrificed oxen and fattened cows, cattle and sheep in abundance, and has invited all the king's sons and the commanders of the army, and Abiathar the priest. And look, they are eating and drinking before him, and they say, Long live King Adonijah, but he has not invited me, me your servant, nor Zadok the priest, nor Beniah the son of Jehoiada, nor your servant Solomon. Has this thing been done by my lord the king, and you have not told your servant who should sit on the throne of my lord the king after him? Then King David answered and said, Call Bathsheba to me. So she came into the king's presence and stood before the king. And the king took an oath and said, As the Lord lives, who has redeemed my life from every distress, just as I swore to you by the Lord God of Israel, saying, Assuredly, Solomon your son shall be king after me, and he shall sit on my throne in my place. So I certainly will do this today. Then Bathsheba bowed with her face to the earth and paid homage to the king and said, Let my lord King David live forever. And King David said, Call to me Zadok the priest, Nathan the prophet, and Benaiah the son of Jehoiada. So they came before the king. The king also said to them, 
Take with you the servants of your Lord and have Solomon, my son, ride on my own mule and take him down to Gihon. There, let Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet anoint him king over Israel and blow the horn and say, Long live King Solomon. Then you shall come up after him and he shall come and sit on my throne and he shall be king in my place. For I have appointed him to be ruler over Israel and Judah. Bible before breakfast. Mildred King's Lokonko here. Good morning. Wasn't that a long read, but well worth it. We're still talking about women in the Bible and talking about mothers. By the way, how was Mother's Day? Did you celebrate your mom? Did your children celebrate you? And if your mom is in heaven, she's not with you anymore. I hope you found some mother somewhere, some mother figure, some auntie who you could bless just for being that mother figure in your life. Anyhow, back to what we're talking about this month. So this story today brings me to one very special woman in the Bible. She's an interesting character because every time we talk about her, we seem to have something negative to say about her. But today, I want to look a bit closely at this woman as a mother. And she's no other than Bathsheba. Now, when she's introduced to us, (laughs) it's not necessarily in a good way. First of all, she was the wife of Uriah the Hittite. And the Bible tells us, the narrative goes, that in the spring, when kings go out to battle, King David didn't. He sent Joab to fight Ammon and besiege Rabbah. So he stayed in Jerusalem. And one of those evenings, David got up and walked around the roof of his house. And from the balcony there, he saw a very beautiful woman having a bath. And David asked about her and they said she was Uriah the Hittite's wife and of course he sent his messengers and they brought her when they brought her to him Bible says that he slept with her now this woman got pregnant and she did something she sent a message to the king that she was pregnant and the king decided to do something about it so he sent a message to Joab at the battlefront to send him Uriah the Hittite. Uriah comes back to David and David has conversations about the war, what's going on, how is everything, and then he sends him home to rest. Uriah refuses to go home. Uriah refuses because he says, how would he be in his comfort of his bed while the battle is going on? David insists, stay in Jerusalem, go to your wife, sleep with her. He refuses. Now David has a feast with Uriah, gets him drunk, thinking that would work. But Uriah still would not go home. I've never seen anybody so stubborn in my life. (laughs) And then David's plan to get Uriah to sleep with his wife did not work. So David goes even darker. He decides to send him back to the battlefront with a letter instructing Joab to kill him. Send him right into the battlefront and... As he said, the sword divorced one as well as another. So don't worry about his death. (laughs) And so 
Bathsheba hears that her husband is dead. And then, of course, she mourns him. And when the time of her mourning is over, David sends for her and makes her his wife. She gives him a son. <clears throat> but the thing that she, they had both done, in fact, not what they had both done, what David had done, God declared was evil in his eyes. And so, of course, after a while, the child that was born became ill. And after seven days of illness, even though David fasted and cried and wailed and prayed and waited on God and asked for mercy, the child died. And after this child dies, the Bible says that Bathsheba was comforted by David. Because by this time, she had lost two people that were special to her. She had lost her husband, and then she had also lost her child. Even though it was a child of sin, right? But it was still a child. She had grown to love the child. And so this child dies. David gets up from his place of mourning. Even though people were afraid to have the conversation with him that your son is now dead. And God blesses them with another child. And this time is a child that God declares will bring him peace. And so they named the son, the son Solomon. However, God sends Nathan to rename the child Jedidiah, which means beloved of the Lord. So that's the story so far. However, as time goes on, David becomes older. And then there's, of course, a lot of battle in his house. There's, there's, there's lying, there's murder, there's a lot, there's rape. So many things have happened in his family. Now, it is time for David to pass on and he must declare who the next king should be. Now, David's son, Adonijah, declares himself king. But one interesting thing happened here. Now, when that happens, the prophet Nathan goes to Bathsheba and says to her, let me help you. Now, I only think, I can only, I mean, I can only imagine that one of the reasons why he would say that is because he has a relationship with her. And besides that, King David had at one point made a promise that Solomon would be king after him. In fact, if you read 1 Chronicles 22 from verses 6 to 10, you will see where David is speaking to Solomon and he's telling him that he wanted to build a house for the Lord, but the Lord says that he would not be able to because his hand was covered in blood because he had been through many wars. But God now promised him in verse 9 that he would have a son that would be born to him and he said he will be a man of rest and i will give him rest from all his enemies all around and his name shall be solomon for i will give peace and quietness to israel in his day and he shall build a house for me and he shall be my son and i will be his father and he will rule after you and god had made this promise to him so it was clear to david who his successor should be However, things had taken a turn for the worse. So Nathan goes to Bathsheba and says, let me help you. And one thing I notice about this woman, and I think it's her biggest quality, is the fact that she was a woman who was willing to do whatever it took to make sure that her child had the best outcome for his life. She went to the king 
Note that at that time, she was not the one serving the king. The king had one young girl who was serving him. And she went to the king and said, you made me a promise. Or have you changed your mind? After all these years, she still had the king's ear, even though someone else was with the king. She said to him, have you changed your mind concerning what you said to me? You promised me. Now it is important that before you die, you settle me and my child because you got me into this. I mean, those were not her exact words, of course, but I believe that she knew that if King David had died without settling her and her child, she would be treated as an outcast. She would always be seen as the woman who slept with King David while her husband was in battle and most people would assume that she connived with David to kill her husband. She knew that there was some sort of stigma over her. She refused for that stigma to be passed on to her son. And so she insisted that David would do the right thing. Sometimes we may need to fight that battle of putting whatever reputation we have aside and going to settle our children. And this woman did exactly that. She made sure that David put her son on the throne before he died. And so she went to the king and in front of the king, in front of Nathan. And their plan worked because Nathan came in while she was speaking and said the same thing to the king. Have you changed your mind? Did you somehow suddenly announce without telling us who the king was? And you know what I find very fascinating about this woman? is the fact that even after King David had passed on and the son had been put on the throne, Solomon kept on referring to her. If you read the book of Proverbs, you will see her mentioned over and over again, which tells me that she took the time to raise up her child in the way of the Lord. She did not consider the fact that, oh, I entered into this marriage through adultery. She refused to look at the sin of the past and she focused on her child. She focused on Solomon, insisting that he would continually be the beloved of the Lord. He was not rejected of the Lord, he was the beloved. And she decided to train him up in the way of the Lord so that his ways would always be pleasing to God. And she warned him consistently about following strange women. She warned him against following other people's wives she saw firsthand what he did to his father and when he would speak about his mother you would find he mentioned her in proverbs chapter 4 verse 3 he says when i was my father's son tender and the only one in the sight of my mother he talked about his mother teaching him proverbs 6 20 it says, my son, keep your father's command and do not forsake the law of your mother, which means that his mother raised him. There was a law of his mother. Even in Songs of Solomon, when he was talking about his marriage, chapter 3, verse 11, he talks about Bathsheba again. He says, go forth, O daughters of Zion, and see King Solomon in the crown with which his mother crowned him on the day of his wedding the day of the gladness of his heart he went on and on and you know the special thing about this woman even after all the many negative things people have said about her over the years if you go through matthew chapter 1 verse 6 the genealogy of jesus it talks about her it says and jesse begot david the king and david the king begot solomon by her who had been the wife of uriah this woman was still held up as being important in the thread 
that brings Jesus Christ to this earth. So yes, many negative things have been said about Bathsheba, but we cannot undermine the fact that she raised the wisest man that ever lived. And it was partly her teachings that made him that wise because his father passed on long before he had a chance to rule but his mother stood by him and had gave him constantly advice on who to marry what to do how to live there was a law of his mother if we don't learn anything from this woman let's at least learn how to raise our children in the way of the lord Let's remember that it's our responsibility to ensure that everything that has been spoken over them, that we do our best to make sure that they enter into it and they fulfill their destiny. Wow, what a moment. Good morning. What a wonderful way to start your day. Bible before breakfast with Mildred Kingsley Conquer.